Congratulations to Real Madrid on winning their 31st La Liga title. If you're a Real fan, you just have to celebrate with them. I mean, they deserve it. And congratulations to Zinedine Zidane and his men. For Barcelona fans, take art and celebrate with champions. This is the Football News Pod, and I'm your regular handcore, Habib Hamid Abdelkarim. And on today's episode, it promises to be bumper to bumper segment. As we shall be taking a look at the top forwards in the Premier League, the Italian Serie A, especially with Juventus' horrible form and East Milan's rejuvenated form. And not forgetting the La Liga, which has been wrapped up by Real Madrid and a lot of other news. I have with me on this episode, Toby and Liberty. And how are you guys doing, Toby? I'm very good, Mr. Fogodris. Good day, Fogodris. Good day, Liberty. Even if your night was terrible, I'm sorry for your loss. You completed your league title to Real Madrid. This one our listeners from all around the world. Um, so, Liberty, how are you feeling? Good morning, Fogodris. Good morning, Toby. And good day to our listeners. For Barcelona, for we Barcelona fans, hmm. we feel this is. The definition of how our season has been so far. We've all found the worst season so far, and we just have to look forward to next season. That's all. Mm. Mm. Sorry, take that, bro. On the on the, on behalf of of the crew, I just want to express our uh, we express our deepest our deepest condolences to you, and we hope we, should, we shall never see this again. Mm. Amen. I don't think we get it. We're going to see it for many more years to come. I mean, I, I, I <laughs> all right, <laughs> all right, all right. So let's get this <laughs> let's get this started uh, with the kickoff segment. Here we go. Manchester City transfer ban has been set aside by the Court of Arbitration for Sports for insufficient conclusive evidence and time limitation on the part of UEFA. Uh, yes, this is a win for Manchester City, but woe to UEFA. Toby. Um. I, we all saw this coming. I have not actually seen UEFA impose this uh, so-called caricature ban on champions, on champions, on big teams, rather. We saw how it went to PSG. Now we're seeing how it's going at Man City also. I, I think it's this ban is just a charade of a toothless bulldog. We all know it was going to end this way. Once you appeal, they are, they are definitely going to... They are going to they are going to strike away the ban. So I I also saw it coming. Regardless of the angle they took, saying time limitation and stuff. We also saw it coming. It's just it's just a way to just circle around, go around circles and and dump out stuff. So I, I, I knew they were going to uplift the ban. I knew they were going to uplift the ban. It was happened with PSG. I think it was happened with Barcelona too, yes. They're going to uplift the ban. Because taking matches as away from the Champions League, uh, I mean, they're one of the big boys now. And Ibasi, if you take a look at it, I mean, it seems the bigger clubs will keep winning, while the weaker ones will keep losing. Yeah, the UEFA FFP rules, they are just good on paper. When it comes to implementing the rules, it's just like it is partially implemented for the smaller teams because the bigger teams they keep spending the money and they claim to balance their books but when UEFA now decides to ban a team for not balancing the book you know what happens at the bottom of the spot so it's just like this rule is meant to be on paper alone it's not meant to be limited against the big clubs and as things are going UEFA would have to do something about the rules in order to make it applicable to all clubs because banning the club and cast of turning overturning the ban 
es otro tu idioma. It's, it's quite sad, me. I mean, if I drafted the rules and they knew, I would, should have known that the five year emotion will, will always apply. You drafted the rule and now you are being beaten by you are beaten, you are being beaten by your own rule. It is quite sad, me, and only the show of ineptitude. Yeah? Well, this is what it is. So let's go to the Premier League. I mean, I mean, the top four race really seems to be getting interesting with Leicester, Chelsea, and Manchester United calling victories in their last match, respectively. How? For Toby, Toby, so who do you think, which of them do you think has um, been? It's, it's quite an interesting race at the moment. Because like, like I said, the last time on the last show I was on, I realistically, I think Chelsea and Leicester will hold on to their points. But I'm tipping Manchester United to break into the top four. Now, I think now they have a more motivated squad. Like they play with more passion, more urgency. They need to score goals, they need to prove a point. So I think, I think Manchester United can likely break into the top four, considering the fact that. Chelsea has two top dogs to play. They will play with Wolverhampton Wanderers and they will play with Liverpool. Liverpool has been wounded. And I'm pretty sure Liverpool will not be wounded. They will not, they will not, they will not fall to the same trick twice. That's not dealt with them in an harsh manner. I'm pretty sure they will come out. They will come out against Chelsea. So I think Chelsea has to be... I don't know. I don't, I don't know how Chelsea will do it, but with luck, with the God of football on their side, they could probably end a draw and Leicester will fall the box. Chelsea has a lot to lose. Leicester, on the other hand, they only have Manchester United as their obstacle. That game can go anywhere. It can really go anywhere. It's in the balance. So it's still between the three of them, but I'm tipping Leicester and Chelsea to retain their points. That's interesting. That is a very bold prediction, Toby. And so Ibati, it's hard to hide out to argue with uh, um, with Toby. I mean, look at Leicester's uh, last two matches. We'll be facing Tottenham and the Manchester United. And look at Charles also, we have to face Liverpool and uh, move on to Wonders. So it's advantage yeah, Manchester United. I yeah, completely getting to the top four. That's the only team now is Chelsea. Because playing against the Liverpool side at Anfield. It's almost like they are going to lose the match. Especially with what happened with Arsenal and Liverpool. Liverpool won't want that to happen twice. So playing against Liverpool at Anfield is a very serious one for Chelsea. And if they're able to get at least a point from the game, then they just have to go all out against both. But if they lose the game, it will surely affect their chances of qualifying for Champions League this year. Not forgetting the fact that the last match of the season is Leicester, Manchester United and Chelsea Wolves. So this is surely going to be a tricky one for them. I'm tipping Manchester United to get to the top post. Of one people, of course, Manchester United has got the whole hand, but they've got to be careful also because they'll be facing West Ham in their next match. And you know, West Ham are fighting to stay in, in the Premier League. And also, the last match against Leicester City, should Leicester win against Tottenham, her mind which is going to the war at Old Trafford on last match day. But it promises to be an interesting one, and not only the Race for the top four is getting interesting. The Europa League is not the Europa League also is not being left behind. Look at Tottenham and Sheffield United uh, both dragging it out. So I mean the Premier League is living up to the hype. I mean of being competitive. It is. Let's just hope. I mean the, I hope the best, uh, the better. The, okay, now the better teams uh, get to make it. So so quickly. So uh, let's go to the CIA. I mean. Uh, we saw Sassuolo drag Juventus to the three holds on Wednesday, and that means Juventus are now winless in the last three games, considering nine goals. 
in the process. I wouldn't know. I think Sari has been smoking too much cigarettes. It has clouded his judgment of recent. I, I, I actually have no idea. It is one inexplicable. Like you can't explain what's going on. Yeah, the defense has been in shambles ever since um my mighty Milan has revealed that inadequacies at the defensive departments. They have been in shambles. They they shipped in over nine goals or nine or eight goals in the last three matches. That has been a, that is a terrible record, a very terrible record. For someone of Juventus standard, they build they build on defense. I, I really don't know what's going on in, in Turin. The old ladies are really getting old. That the, the defenders are aging. They are getting old. I think <laughs> I think they need they need they need a magic touch. I think they really need a magic touch. But but I, but I still see they, they, are, they are still going fine. They are still going fine. They only lost to AC Milan. They are just dragging out hands. They are still doing fine. They are still doing fine on paper on the table according to the table standards. They are still doing fine. But we all know there's, there's trouble looking somewhere in Turin. Mm. I expect nothing less from 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 AC Milan fan. So, Liberty, but it's quite annoying that despite Juventus dropping points they had there, still have the likes of Lazio and Inter Milan being dumb. I mean, they're being dumb, not taking this advantage. It's very annoying. Yeah, if you look at this, yeah, like the other teams don't want to win this, yeah. Because when you see group leaders dropping points, you in second and third, you just have to make sure you get your, your points so you'll be able to close the gap. Now there is a six points difference between Juventus and Inter Milan. And with five matches left to play, Juventus would not want to lose two more matches. In, Inter Milan? Is that, no, that should be Inter Milan. That should be Atalanta. Inter Milan is 71 points. Yes. Yes, then Atalanta was 70 points. Okay, all right. So, okay. the closest team is Inter Milan, and Juventus would not want to lose two matches after the five matches left. So, it is just like saying Juventus have been inconsistent since the restart. But considering the fact that they've always regarded Serie A as their main trophy of the season, they would want to let this one slip away. So, Juventus, the next five matches, they just have to get at, at least three wins and a draw. They, they, are, they are the winners of the league. But it won't be very easy, considering the fact that Atlanta are a very free scoring side. And Inter Milan, um, at, um, so Conte would want to close up the gap. And Sari, it seems Sari has lost his touch with the team. So, but they just have to win the league. Then they will look for a way to get the team back next season. So what should us um, Juventus do with Saga at the end of the season? I, I think it's still too early to decide. They should they shouldn't let him go. Like let him let him let him impute his ideology. Let's see what he has to do next season. Let's give him another chance. But this season, I think the only thing they have to win this season is just the league, which they might end up losing because they still have two senior matches coming up. They have they have a match against Roma the final day, and they have a match against Lazio this coming weekend. So I, th- I still think this he can still drop six points and it's, it's up for Inter Milan to grab. So I don't the Sari has done he has done a brilliant job implementing his pattern of football. I think they play a little or less defensive game nowadays, like than they, do, they usually did in the old days. But they started playing more attacking football and they scored they, they scored brilliant goals. So this is let's give him more time to implement his ideas. Let's hope it turns a fruitful gamble. 
well, if you ask me, I also align with my position. I also want, I also want align with you. Yes, this after giving me a second chance. And for me, I still think I'll even talk to the that regardless of the match is coming up because I know what Inter Milan and uh, Atalanta, whoever it is, are not good enough to beat with this Juventus even even side, despite they are free to mind you. So now let's talk about AC Milan. Okay. I would like to, I'd like to create a notion. Yeah, yes, I would like to create a notion. Inter Milan has been brilliant since the restart of the league also. That's just it. The, the, only, the, the only thing that has held them down was the draws they accumulated before the break. If you look at it straight, the log table now, they've only they've drawn two extra matches. Inter Milan has drawn four or five. Yeah, they've drawn six. So that, that's, the, that's the only thing dividing them now. That's the only thing dividing them. They've drawn three extra matches. Well, after the break, they've been brilliant. So anything can still happen. If Juventus keeps slipping up, Keep drawing or loses, and Inter Milan keep winning. I'm pretty sure Inter Milan will take the cup. Lazio is out of the league. Lazio have been clowning about right. they're out of the league. All right. So now let's talk about Inter Milan. I mean, Inter Milan have been doing well of late. I mean, with their latest league performance coming against uh, Parma, beating Parma by three goals to one. It means to be what is the reason behind this? Tournament? I mean, when you have the lion, you are the, you are the king of the jungle. We all know who the lion is. I'm pretty sure we all know Zlatan Ibrahimovic. When you have the lion, you are the king of the jungle. And like, like, like we have seen in our performances mm-hmm. since the resumption of football activities, we have we have seen an upturn in fortune of footballing. And I think I think it's it it all goes down to the fact that the coach was installed during the season, like the personal coach was installed, was installed during the season, so he, he could not implement his idea. But during the lockdown, after a couple of sections of training, I think he has implemented. His idea to a reasonable extent, and we have seen it transcend to the field of play. And we've been playing brilliantly. We've got some brilliant results against Roma, Lazio, Juventus, and we came back against Paul and Fonda. He has done well, but it's, it's a, pity we, a pity we are going to let him go at the end of the season. But he has done brilliantly for us. Like, you know, it's of certain. So, Ibati, this is the sign of good things to come, right? For AC Milan. Yeah, for AC Milan, it's a very good thing. It will always be a sign of good things to come. You just have to keep going and make sure they get at least the spot in Europa next season. So, from there, we will be able to see if they will be able to come back bigger next season. But for now, kudos to them. have a brilliant restart and they are now fighting for a place in Europa next season. So, all right. So let's go to La Liga. I know you about know what to talk about it, but uh, we've got to do that. So Real Madrid were crowned champions for the first time in history. So Liberty, say, were the South champions? Yeah. If you look at football since the start, I would say they are the seven. Because apart from being good on their attack, they have good defensive record, like excellent defensive record this season. And considering the fact that Barcelona has made 22 goals considered, yes, they've very good. And considering the fact that Barcelona has been very inconsistent, like Barcelona give them the trophy, so they are deserving that. I, I, I don't think I want to agree with Barcelona giving them the trophy, they've also been good enough. I mean, they fought for the fault and the fault, and yeah, the I, I, I think you have a point. They fought, they fought brilliantly. They, they, they had lots of one all wins during the restarts, lots, lots of solidarity, three goals coming from penalty. I think they fought, they fought brilliantly, they fought well on their own part also. But Barcelona also has a hand in their victory because Barcelona slipped where they were expected to. Stand up and man up. They slipped against Celta Vigo. Who would have expected Barcelona joining Celta Vigo? Who would have expected Barcelona losing at the Camp Nou to Osasuna? 
Barcelona drew against Goma. There's all these draws were questionable. I don't know. Barcelona slept. They, they slept all through the start of the day. And Madrid has been awake. Their defense has been top notch. They, they know how to get the goal when they need the goal. They know how to get the job done. That's what they've done since the start. Score is to let go and lock up. Score two goals, lock up. Score. That's how they, that's how they do their business. They don't have time for fancy footballing. Beating team 7060. They just go there, get the job done. And go. Kudos to Zidane. Zidane has been brilliant. He beat. He, he, I, th- I think he, he did the double over, over Barcelona this season. Well, yes. he? well, he drew one and won one. Mm. Uh-huh. Mm. So he has been brilliant too. He drew one and won one. So, to be talking, so talking, talking about Zidane, I mean, how good has Zidane Yeah, I think he has been underrated. Yes, he has been underrated. People have, 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 have tied his victories. To so, his brilliance, to the to Cristiano Ronaldo, being like Cristiano Ronaldo has been his model player, he has been his go-to man. But now without Cristiano Ronaldo, look at what he has done. Lupategi was in charge of this team last season. He was doing bullshit to the team. He came back, he took the team up to third, if I'm correct, yes, up to third last season. And now the following season, he has won the league. Zidane has been brilliant. Regardless, he, he has he has been brilliant as a coach and as a player. Look at his look at his look at his record. His record speaks for themselves. He has won two La Ligas now. In his coaching career, three Champions League, FA World Cup, he has been brilliant. It's not, it is not something about Ronaldo helping him lead the line. He has, he has shown he knows what he's doing. Even with his injury-prone team, he had Bill out, he had Hazard out, and he's still, you see, four ahead. I mean, he has been brilliant. Just kudos to him. Look at how he has got the team playing. Look at Benzema, Cristiano yeah. Ramos. Everyone has been playing brilliantly. He has got everyone to play together, even in, in the absence of Cristiano Ronaldo. Then they considered 22 goals this season and kept nothing clean sheet. And they've not been bad off front. Also, look at Kari Benzema. They did the line brilliantly. 20, 20 goals. Just, I think now two goals, just two goals behind Lionel Messi. And he's in, he's in for the PGA Awards. So, Liberty, uh, let's talk about Barcelona. You mean, your team lost us as winner at the camp now, but also, I mean, comparing the roles of the team and also the fans also. So, where does Barcelona go from here? So, but first, before you say anything, I would like to uh, refer to what Messi said uh, after the match. He said, we didn't want to end the season like this, but it's every sense how the season has gone. We were very erratic, very weak, low intensity team. We lost a lot of points and today's game is a summary of the season. Yeah, Messi just summed up the whole season of Barcelona. Barcelona season has finished. Now, before they start, they had a very bad away record. But still, losing at Camp Nou for Barcelona is a very big blow and a very bad way to end the season of Barcelona. It's unforgivable because, like, 10 man is Osasuna for that matter. So, it's a very, very bad one for Barcelona. And it shows that this season, the team has not been consistent in any manner. They've had unnecessary slip ups like time they've lost leads in matches and it shows that a team that wants to win the league should never do that. A team that wants to win the league should never leave. So Liberty, where does Barcelona, where does Barcelona go from here? I mean, where does Barcelona go from here? I mean, yeah, okay, it's seen is Barcelona go from here. Do let's go of certain Yeah. For me, Barcelona. The only thing Barcelona will need right now is defensively. Because we've seen that Barcelona are a team that plays high. But when they are caught on counter, the defense is always in shambles. The defense is one very important thing. Because you don't win the matches without good defenders. It's 
And as for Coutinho, well, let's see if we'll be able to offload Coutinho or we'll have to use him next season. But for me, I would want them to offload Coutinho easily this season. And considering the fact that we're not breaking down, it shows that yeah, let's look, we're looking forward to next season. We're looking forward to see if we'll see between the coach or the best in the league coach. Because that was also another issue for Barcelona. <laughs> All right. I mean, all, all, all is now well at Barcelona, and I mean, and all things seems to have fallen apart at Barcelona. But all the best. I want to appreciate you guys for coming on this episode. I think I really appreciate it. Thanks, Toby, and um, thanks, uh, Liberty. And don't forget to join me on the FK segment. Well, I shall be having Franklin and my left to help this course with the better friendship ticket between Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, welcome to the Air to Air segment, and I have with me on the show Abdulhamid Abdekarim, the football jurist. <laughs> it sounds weird, right? Yes, uh, because I was supposed to record this with Malik and Franklin, but unfortunately for me, I details our recorded our uh, episodes, and I had to do this. This came, um, I mean, this I had to do this instantaneously because time was against me. So you just have to uh, sympathize with me and just bear with me. So we shouldn't forget that the topic is. Who is the better free taker between Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi? I mean, Cristiano Ronaldo has 55 career free kicks compared to Lionel Messi, who has got 53. I mean, you can say a lot. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, you don't forget that Cristiano Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo said nothing free kicks before uh, Lionel Messi. Cristiano, uh, at, at the time, Lionel Messi needed the first free kick. Cristiano Ronaldo had needed 14 free kicks. But along the way, Messi's figure. Uh, figures gradually uh, improved and you know where it is today so could go on and on to argue back and forth you could argue back and forth on who the better figure taker is so i don't want to be a judge in my own uh my own course uh, because i'm it's uh, i'll be there because i'm the only one here so i'll have to leave it to you guys so let me take the comments from twitter i have with me on twitter richard at richard77995 Please be enlightened enough to know Ronaldo started playing at the senior level before Messi and will retire before Messi also. So with this stats, wait if they both retire, then you come back to make a point. But what? Twitch is on at AmadiCKNA1 on Twitter said. Presently I will stand with Messi, but as you can see, the figures speak for themselves. At Salaudin Deji, I run away from comments like this. Ronaldo or Messi? Nah. Well, uh, thank you guys. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate you guys uh, for the comments. And don't forget that you can also join um, the podcast on uh, Twitter, LC Football underscore podcast, and on, on, on Facebook, the Football Juice Pod. On Facebook, search for the, the Football Juice Pod Z, and then Z, then the Football Juice Pod on Facebook. And on, on Instagram, also Z Football Juice Pod. So you can also make your, let us know your thoughts on 
this matter and also on our subsequent on the subsequent issues we'll be treating on this segment uh, for me if you want to know about if you want to know my opinion on this kindly go to my youtube uh, channel football jurist on youtube then you will see a video where i uploaded a, a video around last week or so where i talked about who the better freak taker is between cristiano ronaldo and uh, Lionel messi once again i want to um apologize for having an issue like this but before i leave uh, i think this is also an air to air segment uh, yes i have to talk about arsenal manchester city and um, on the final reason uh, i have uh the slim and the slim and uh, the sound Bashir will be joining me to preview the uh, encounter between Manchester United and Chelsea. So let me talk about Arsenal and Manchester City. Uh, it is, it is a, uh, it promised it is a battle between the master and the apprentice. And if you don't forget that in the first encounter between both Pep Guardiola and uh, Mikel Arteta, uh, Pep Guardiola came on top with a 3-1 uh, victory. Uh, we shouldn't forget that Luis uh, doing a lot of good for Manchester City and Pep Guardiola in that encounter. So in this encounter, I expect it to be a tense, uh, a tense one as compared to what we saw earlier on when both met for the first time. Uh, I think around last month, yeah, around June, when the league restarted. Uh, yeah, because during the midweek, Arsenal uh, were able to beat champions Liverpool by two goals to one, and I think this is possible for them going into this game i started from the home side from arsenal royal um i mean yeah they are the the i expect a pair make a to come back into starting lineup current training um exhibiting i expect them to be fresh for this one also i also expect sheba also also uh, to be back in the midfield and for this manchester city side yes Manchester arsenal uh, has got his way, own way of play but he can't afford to play like that against manchester city yeah he will be he will be torn apart by manchester city if yeah if uh if he does that and i expect david Luiz to at least compensate arsenal for the goals we saw from him against manchester city the other day and uh, for arsenal arsenal are the uh, most uh, uh, mean arsenal seems to, arsenal is the uh, most decorated side in the english FA cup and i think this one it might also count in this encounter manchester city are the favorites no doubt but arsenal has got a lot in them i expect our uh, shebalos shaka and uh, um toy around the midfield because so has to offer grit in that midfield they need grit you can't afford to give less of kevin de bruyne except especially kevin de bruyne or their receiver whoever de bruyne and their receiver you can't afford them to give them a lot of space if you give them a lot of space they'll wreak havoc on you especially with the half spaces that's how arsenal um manchester City does their things you see the wing back the wing back mendy and walker playing as inverted fullbacks i mean they join their center back around the midfield and in the midfield they join the um midfield they join the midfield maybe it's rather audrey or fernando that will start in the midfield because you will have kevin Bruyne and the receiver up front ricky trying to break their work both of them will occupy the half spaces so as to give passes those incisive passes you've always seen from Manchester city to the rest of rem sterling gibber jesus and and we admire or whoever starts so Manchester united um arsenal cannot afford to give this guy this piece that is why i would have, i would like to see a uh, shebalos shaka and Torreira in the midfield for me and for arsenal like i said Atletico must has got to uh, adapt it has got to change it a little bit of thing in the midfield uh, in this team today I mean, you have to be compact like we saw against Liverpool, I mean, I expect to see Lacazette, Aubameyang will definitely come on to the side today. Lacazette, Aubameyang, and Saka, Bukara Saka will start ahead of Nicolas Pepe. And not only will Bukara Saka will also help offensively, but also defensively. You shouldn't forget that we've all seen him play uh, as a left as wing back this season. So with his pace and his energy, uh, uh, Bukara Saka will also help in defending uh, for Arsenal. So. Arsenal, uh, Arsenal also, I mean, Arsenal have 
they have a chance in this encounter. If you ask me, and any, you never can tell, they might just make it to the final of the Ever Champions. And I will, I will let you see them in the final of this year's FA Cup. How for Manchester City and Pep Guardiola, how others can I see their favorite for their favorites going to this encounter? But they have got to be very careful because the Gunners will be ready to gun it down. All right, thank you very much. Um, this is the H. This is, sorry, this is the final wheel segment, and I'm privileged to have with me Mohamed Bashir, a Manchester United fan, and uh, she hyped the slim, a Chelsea fan, and together we shall be taking a look at the big one going down on Sunday at the Wembley Stadium between Manchester United and Chelsea. Uh, Teslim, you are welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Oh, blues. Blues forever. <laughs> uh, Bashir, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you very much. Uh, glory, glory, United. <laughs> so, alright, Bashir, I'm starting from you. I mean, you must be going into this encounter with a swagger. Have you beaten Chelsea three times already this season? Of course, of course. I'm looking forward to the game, but one thing that's giving me uh, I don't know if that you play the game at, at uh, the Chelsea Stadium, you play as Stanford Bridge, I think that is a concern for me. Chelsea have been No, I, no it's, it's going at the Wembley Stadium, the semi-final of the FA Cup, it's not the, it's not, it's not that. Yeah, 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 that's Oh, oh, you're already afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, by a rival, so I don't think Chelsea will be looking for that. Oh, all right. Uh, so, Teslim, how are you? Are you I mean, are, are you afraid? I mean, have you have you been uh, killed by this or flogged by Manchester United three times already this season? cannot afford to be complacent going to this match. I definitely will be 
Wow. So I don't know how the Chelsea fans are going to take. So, so, so you will take a, so you take a win on Sunday over finishing the top four. Eh, Mo. Well, if that is going to do justice to these Chelsea fans, wow. If we win on Sunday, we we go ahead to lead the group. We can miss out on on top four, probably fifth position. Then you know, we are already in Champions League by taking the back door. Back door by. Oh wow! You probably you know if you forget that we stay out for the rest of Inter Milan. Wow, move on to. Wow, wow, that's interesting. So, um, so Teslim, I mean, if there's a, if there's a certain player you are afraid currently in Manchester United, which player is that? Without doubt, it's Bruno Fernandez. You know, he has come in to really stamp him, stamp himself into the team, and more like he has come in with the bag, you know. Two uh, EPL player of the month on the on the bounce. It's no joke, man, and he's he's, he's coming with some goals, assists, free kicks. More like he he is like you know the 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 the, 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 the completion. He has come to complete that thing. The the fact uh, even, the fact that you the fact that you are stammering says it all that you are afraid of your father. Really, I am. I am. I am. So, I, so, I, so, I do know. <laughs> so, so, Mo. So, Mo, which of the Chelsea players will we not like to see on Sunday? Well, uh, I would like to pick two players. Actually, they are ever dependent right back and captain. As they are doing their best player, so to say, from all the age. He contributes so much in attack and also defensively. And uh, attacking wise, Pulisic, I would not like to see him because of his diet. He is, I mean, he's running, he's going to give our fullbacks a lot of problems. I just hope he picks up the knock before the game. Ah, come, on. Like come, come, on, come, on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Players are definitely going to not just by a two goal scoreline. Wow. Imagine if you take us. Get out of that Jersey back line. They are going to score as much as, as five goals. Yeah, so, so Mo, what's your final score line? <laughs> right. So, Mo. I just want to move on to the This is not my fault. Yeah. In, in, in a few encounters, I'm on. I'm on. You're on, you're on. Yeah, I'm here. In a three encounters this season, you have pretty much have it good. Please be very aware that this Chelsea team we beat Liverpool, we beat Man City. Which got in recent times, hmm? even after your three three wins, yeah, you beat Liverpool, you beat an understrating. I'm telling you, it looks like you have had it good. Manchester City. Uh, uh, so, 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 guys, guys. And West Ham United beat you guys. West Ham United. Mo, 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 mo. Uh, and the fact that you're so bad at the embarrassing loss of the Saints. Give me, give me, give me, give me
to tell you that I never warned about Chelsea's trade, you know. So, so. I, I, hopefully, the, the defense and the trainer are against. All right, all right, all right, all right, guys. Um, so Mo, I want you to look into your crystal ball and yeah, tell me and tell me the final. I'm there, I'm there, I'm, I'm there. So. there. So can we, can we yes, look into your crystal ball and tell us the final score line ahead of ninety minutes on Sunday? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, here. Yeah. Um, so your final score line on Sunday? I'm here. Yeah, yeah, I said tell us, tell us the final score line on Sunday. Saturday by 6 p.m. Uh, where I shall be having Bashir and this team to further discuss on important clash coming on. Um, we've, we've heard you, we've heard you. So, jo- so join us on Facebook by 6 p.m. on Saturday where I shall be having this team and Bashir on this discourse. And this is where we shall be drawing the curtains on today's episode. And uh, you can join me on, uh, or you can follow us on Twitter, Twitter is LTFootballNASCOPOD, and on Facebook, the Football Juris Pod, and on Instagram, the Football Juris underscore Pod. Au revoir. <laughs>